Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Touch fucking minion, though. Welcome to another Roker Report Player Ratings Podcast. I'm Bomber, and uh, we've entered a bit of a parallel universe this evening, as I'm in the hot seat, and I have two regular podcast hosts on the other side of the microphone, so to speak, from me. Uh, firstly is a usual Player Ratings host, uh, Ant. How are you doing, Ant? I'm just so glad I'm not hosting this tonight, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty... I'm just bored, yeah. Absolutely bored. You saw it coming, didn't you, and then handed it off to me? Yeah, pretty much. I said it last <laughs> night. <laughs> and uh, also joining me is uh, interviewer extraordinaire, Chris Wynn. How are you doing, Chris? Uh, I'm not too bad, Bummer. Just uh, just waste of the Friday evening, which I'm chuffed about. Yeah, but if you had a beer with you, Chris, then it's never a waste of a Friday evening, so I'm assuming you had a beer with you to watch it. Well, you need to, really, don't you? Oh, yeah. That's the only way to get through it, really. So, yeah, so as I said, we're in a bit of a parallel universe, but uh, if you did need bringing back down to earth with a bump, uh, it'd be no surprise um, that we have come back to reality and we're talking about another missed opportunity for Sunderland and another uh, 1-1 draw and um, another pretty dour performance. So I'll start off with the with the starting lineup. So it was pretty much unchanged from the previous game against Doncaster, with the only exception being that Lyndon Gooch is injured. Uh, so Danny Graham came in and Chris Maguire dropped back into the uh, into the midfield three. Chris, firstly, are we surprised that that was the only forced change or the only change was a forced one? Yeah, I mean, well, we knew he was coming out. Um, but I, I think, um, well, I think a lot of people obviously wanted Embleton, but I, I was just surprised that he went to up front. I, I mean, if you say kind of fair play at home, really, because a lot of people have said he hasn't been committing players forward and he hasn't been, you know, playing one up front and people haven't been getting up to support the the lone striker and he put two up up there away from home against uh, against the team that's going to be up in the top six at the end of the season so I, I can't really knock him too much for that mm. yeah I think that's fair enough I think for, for me it's just the, the fact that he's he's kind of switched players around obviously Maguire was the furthest forward with with alongside white but he's obviously dropped him in to to accommodate Graham so yeah I'm a little bit annoyed that Diamond or Embleton didn't get a, a look in and I think if if Parky was ever going to give one of them a start would it have been tonight? Party's never going to give one of these two a start, as he's going to be bringing them off the bench, and it's just it just sums him up as a manager, really. I, I do tend to agree with what Chris just said. There it was nice to actually see two up front, but what we managed to do was instead of isolating one striker, we isolated two. So I mean, in the first half, we just we didn't really see any of Graham and Wyke. I mean, I thought Wyke, to be honest, put himself about a lot better than what he has usually been doing, but Graham. I didn't realise he was on the pitch, really. Yeah. It, was, it was just so like, slow and just depressing, really. Yeah, yeah I think um, I think there was a, quite a few players that you could say the same for that wouldn't really notice mm-hmm. that they were 
they were on the pitch. So sorry, just come back to to Embleton and Diamond just for a second. I mean, yeah. you were saying there that maybe you should have had them in there. Would you have had Diamond both of them in there? I wouldn't have had I wouldn't have had both of them in necessarily. No, I think for me, I would have kept uh, pushed kept Maguire as the as the almost the the player playing off of Wyke or playing as close to Wyke as as we're going to get, and then perhaps bring Embleton in mm. to be as a kind of a more advanced midfielder role. I think if ever he was going to get a start, that would have been the perfect opportunity. Mm. But instead, he's he's moved one player out of out of a position that he's kind of played in this season, and then put. Um, Graham up front almost to accommodate him. I might be jumping the gun, you might you might bring it up further down the line, but I actually think he actually played Scowan and Maguire almost alongside each other, pushed forward. Yeah. The mm. amount of forward run Scowan did. So it wasn't it wasn't kind of as as if um you know he didn't have that extra kind of attacking midfielder. But uh, yeah, I mean Embleton might have brought a bit of a pace to it, but like I said, I I think half the pro- our problem so far has been committing players and two t- up front. Yeah. I was quite I was quite pleased about that. I don't necessarily think it was a it was a it was a bad decision. It's just that uh, you know if ever there, I think there was a time that he was going to get a run in the team or at least a go. It might have been tonight, mm. um, and it, to, to not see him come off the bench. I mean, we'll come into that a bit mm. later yeah. on, but to, to not see him come off the bench was even more disappointing. But I mean, first half was left a lot to be desired. Really, there's not an awful lot to talk about. It was as dull a first half as the weather's been recently. <laughs> I mean. It's we've pretty much become accustomed to it now as Sunderland fans. First halves being pretty dour and, and uneventful. Uh, Denver Hume happened to have the only shot on target for both teams. Uh, there was only one shot on target in the whole first half, and the only talking point really was the the penalty shout that we had getting on in that first half. So, Chris, was it a penalty for you? Uh, I think it was fifty fifty. I think uh, the first time I saw it, I thought he tripped over his own feet. I saw the replay; it muddied the waters a little bit, but I still didn't think it was kind of a nailed on penalty. Yeah, I was um, I was pretty much the same. I, I think in real time, I thought, oh, that's bit, that would have been soft. But I think the replay, I don't know if it's because it's slowed down. Um, I definitely thought it was more of a penalty watching it second time round. What did you think, Ant? Uh, yeah, I didn't think it was, to be honest. I think it just maybe miscontrolled the ball. There was a bit of contact in there, but I think it's just more, mostly just a, an accidental contact, really. Yeah, I, I wanted a penalty, don't get us wrong, but uh, <laughs> it would have been soft. If we if, if that gets given, if, if that's in our box, we're like, no way, are we? You know, it's, yeah. not, it's not a penalty. Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? It's so so borderline that if you if it's for you, you're screaming for it, and if it's mm. against you, you think you've been the, it's the biggest injustice ever. Yeah. But that was pretty much it for the first half. Uh, on one hand, I would have liked to have seen some changes at halftime, but as, again, is customary for Sunderland, there were, there were no changes at halftime. Either are you surprised at that, that we kind of went out in the, the second half as we finished the first? <laughs> in, 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 in what sense? What, that, Parkinson, that Parkinson didn't make a change? <laughs> <laughs> you're actually yeah. asking if we're surprised that Paul Parkinson didn't make a change. Got to ask the Is question, question? aren't <laughs> Wow. Uh, well, no, I think there's your answer. No, I wasn't surprised. Oh, yeah, we'll leave, that, we'll leave that there then. Yeah, perhaps certainly not surprised. Actually, I mean, just to just to say slightly, I mean, I'm not Parkinson's biggest fan, but actually, I mean, on the whole in that first half, we, we didn't create anything. I mean, we had that half chance, as you said, but... I still think we dominated that that first half. We mm. were the we were the better side by by a mile. Mm. I mean, you could tell because because Joey Barton did make a change, and I think Phil Parkinson thought, well, you know, if if we you know have that domination and get the tempo up a, a step, then then we should get all three points. But yeah. yeah, we were the only team trying to play football. Yeah, yeah. They just resorted to lumping it long and trying to bully us off the ball. Yeah. But it's still yeah, it, it's still not 
quite there, but at least we did kind of make the effort. And there was a couple of nice little passages of play that we did. And it's just, it's few and far between, isn't it? It turned out to be a bit more scrappy than, than anything else. Well, I mean, yeah, there was a couple, like you said, I, I thought there was a couple of really good passages of play, but the problem was mm. we, we ended up having the ball for such a period of time. It ended up wide to somebody, whether it was Hume, Maguire, uh, McLaughlin a couple of times, and we just seemed to get impatient and throw it into the box. Yeah, um, yeah, and just lose possession after after it was looking promising, and you thought, you know, if we keep going, plugging away, keep patient, um, but just we ended up throwing a ball into the box randomly and giving it away. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of the story of games where we do dominate possession. Is that we have all the possession in the world, but don't actually do anything with it. And so then the second half started, and as we've just said, not not surprised to have not seen um. <laughs> Any changes? Start well. The second half started almost as a carbon copy of the Papa John's game, where you know we were arguably that best, the best team in the first half. Um, but then Fleetwood came out second half, and that first five or ten minutes or so started pretty brightly. They hit the, I think it was the first minute they hit the bar. Um, catch caught Matthews off guard a little bit, but it was a good save in the end. And mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, it was a great save. Yeah, you know we have to, you know Matthews has come in for. A lot of stick, hasn't he? Because he hasn't been great since he started. I think the last couple of games, even though he hasn't had that much to do, he's been a lot better. But yeah, it was. It was a very, very good save. And what made it better was the the quickness of him to get back up for the second one, which was mm. a very, very good save. And in the end, I don't think Chet Evans got as much on as what he would have liked. But you know, it's still a fantastic bit of goalkeeping, to be honest. You know, and fair play to him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so then again, a bit more pressure from from Fleetwood, and and we we look like we're kind of retracting into our shell a little bit, and then out of nowhere, good old Charlie pops up with a goal from <laughs> from nothing, really, Chris. Yeah, I, I was I, I had to kind of take a double take when he when he went through because um, I, I was kind of I don't know whether I was looking at my phone or something, um, thinking it was just some kind of scrappy play in midfield. And then the next thing I know, I look up and Charlie White's just about winning the header in the box. And I thought, bloody hell, how the, how the hell did it get from, you know, just people tackling each other to, to Charlie White nodding it in? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Great Sunday League goal. Yeah, it, it was. It was <laughs> exactly that. And it was just one of those bizarre, someone just thought, you know, it, it, it got a bit scrappy. Someone just thought, I'm just hooking it over the top and hoping for the best. And uh, their goalkeeper was absolutely shocking. I mean, if if you go up and you've got your hands there and you get beaten in the air by the striker, I mean that that's, that's a disgrace from the keeper. That yeah, that was going to be my next question actually, whether or not whether that, that keeping is it could be excused. Um, I think I'd argue that he probably shouldn't have come out in the first yeah. place, but he was yeah. never going to get fair, there. I fair hope Peter Sheldon White. wasn't watching it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. fair play to White Rob. I mean, pretty brave in in winning it. You know, if a keeper's coming out with his fists and. He's got to go up and win it. I mean, fair play to him. Mm. Yeah, he's still still got to get his head on it and still got to get it past the keeper. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So one nil up, kind of out of nowhere, really, and certainly against the run of play. I think in the in the second half, and again, unsurprisingly, we wait until the seventieth minute to make our first substitution, and it's a it's a like for like change with Graham coming off and and Will Grigg coming on, and uh, no sooner had uh, Will Grigg come on the pitch. Uh, two minutes later, we were treated to the Captain Pugwash theme song because uh, <laughs> Callum Connolly had equalised for uh, for Fleetwood. And and what on earth was Bailey Wright doing? It, I think it was more Tom Flanagan, wasn't it? As um, I think he just goes to header it and kind of doesn't. Um, but it's for for the whole defence. It's it's pretty it's pretty shite, isn't it? I mean, it's the the worst thing is about it. We we see that coming, don't we? Because like we conceded corner after corner. And they uh, and they look a little bit more fat. I think just beforehand they hit the the side netting, and it's just again it's it's 
it's something that wasn't happening at the start of the season because we actually looked very, very solid defensively. And now we're looking, you know, really poor. Um, I mean, we're conceding some absolutely horrible goals. I mean, that's, that there is probably, you know, it's probably not the worst one we've conceded this season. That's saying something because it was shite. Mm. Um, it's just, it's so, so poor. And our game management is appalling at the minute, you know, and that, that comes from the, that's the players on the pitch and that's the manager as well. You know, our game management, as soon as we go ahead, we just decide we don't want to attack anymore. And it's, it's just, it's, it's literally Jack Ross. Like <laughs> Jack Ross is Sunderland again under a bloody dinosaur manager. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was, I thought it was Bailey Wright who ended up on the deck. We say, whoever, was I, I wasn't sure whether it was Flanagan or Bailey Wright, but whoever that was um, at the front post sliding in, mm. I mean, what the, they seemed to be, to, to be trying to, to be too clever with it, and it's, mm-hmm. they, they wanted to clear it or put it to another Sunderland player. If it went out for a corner, it, you know, and then just regroup for the corner, then you know it seemed like the whoever it was could have easily just knocked it out for a corner, and then yeah. uh, and then we regrouped. But um, but yeah, I mean, Ant's right about that. I mean, we we seem to go into our shell a little bit. But the, the problem for me, and it's happened too many times, is that when the opposition just steps it up a little bit in terms of tempo, we seem to panic. So yeah. when we haven't got all of that time on the ball and the tempo's really slow, as soon as an opposition side just steps it up and just puts pressure on our back line, we just seem to panic. And yeah, yeah. We, we can we kind of go five yards further back as well if you watch from the back line, and and that needs it, it needs maybe Bailey Wright's meant to be the leader at the back, isn't he? Yeah. And Bailey Wright just needs to start saying, right, come on, get out, get out all the time, and that needs to be from you know from Ledbetter, who's who's a captain on the pitch at the minute. From from all of them really as a collective unit need to start like pushing out a little bit more because we're just inviting it onto us again. Well, it's it's not. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure whether it was as, as much where the where the team was sitting. It, it was more putting a foot on the ball. Um, mm-hmm. we, we 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 seem to panic when when teams step on us and put us under pressure. We don't keep the ball as well as like we did in the first half. And then when we keep giving it away, we just end up keep putting out ourselves under pressure all of the time. And you could feel that pressure building because we, yeah. I mean, Ledbetter just didn't get the time on the ball and the the back three didn't have the time on the ball. And when they didn't get that, when the other side went, right, we're putting you under pressure, uh, we panicked and you, you could see that goal coming. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we, that's what tends to happen. You get in a vicious circle, don't you, where we're just lumping the ball, giving possession away and inviting more and more pressure, which means we're lumping it away more yeah. and more and giving it away yeah. more. Um, well, I think we did kind of settle down a little bit coming into the, that last kind of 10 minutes or so. The game almost petered out and I don't think there was an awful lot going for either side. Um, I mean, and there was a, a very soft penalty shape for Luca 9. I'm, I'm assuming we're all in agreement. <laughs> it should have been that, yeah. I'm sorry, that, that was <laughs> yeah. pathetic. It was yeah. pathetic. <laughs> Yeah, it was um, I, awful. It was the one bit of excitement in that last kind of ten minutes or so. So I, I have to admit, I did shake at the telly <laughs> yeah. for a penalty and then watch the replay. I was like, ah, uh, maybe not, and sat back down. Um, but then again, in typical Phil Parkinson fashion, we waited until eighty-seven minutes to make uh, two more subs. And for me, they were probably two of the most negative subs that we that were available to him. And and once again, zero minutes for for our two brightest prospects. Yeah. Um, which for me, for me personally, is a is an absolute shambles. Really, just goes to show the mindset of of how Parkinson sees the game, Chris. Absolutely. I mean, it, you know, a way to a way to a promotion rivals, and uh, and he's got a choice. He can either go with the likes of Mac. Uh, Max Power and McFadden, um, kind of experienced players to to get the draw, or he can say, right, let's go for three points, let's get some pace on the pitch, let's let's gamble and let's let's go for for that three points and 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 really go for it. And that's that is Phil Parkinson as as manager. And if you've got him as manager, 
that that's what's going to happen and you've kind of got to accept it because that he he plays the percentages yeah I agree with that Ant. yeah I, I agree with it entirely yeah the one thing though that it says to me is that surely you would think after what's happened in the last few weeks you know we've dropped out the playoff contention without the FA Cup we've um you know fair enough the Fleetwood game it was a dead rubber but we've not won for like what seven or eight games in all competitions and you would think now that his job's under pressure what says to me that him bringing them two subs on in the last five minutes settling for a point away to Fleetwood Town is saying to me that there's no pressure at all under him because a manager under pressure would not make them subs you know, he would, he would surely, he would say, you know, fuck it, yeah. I'm going for it. You know what but, I mean? But the overriding message, which I think overrides that feeling, is that he doesn't trust them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, all, all the overriding message might be, it's Phil fucking Parkinson. Well, yeah, but, but <laughs> you know? he, he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't trust, trust those young players to come on and do a job and change the game. So he'd rather mm-hmm. put the experienced fellas on to make sure we get a point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jurassic yeah. Parkinson, I think, was going about on Twitter, wasn't it? <laughs> Make that number one hashtag, lads. Let's get that. Yeah, uh, let's get it let's trending. Get trending. So we'll rattle through the the actual player ratings then, and then have a bit of a final thought. So as customary, I'll take um, take the goalkeeper. Uh, so Remy Matthews, I actually gave him a seven. I didn't think he did anything wrong. Couldn't be at fault for the goal. And actually, that double save that he pulled off um, was was well worthy of a seven for me. Uh, so next, I've got McLaughlin, and that falls to you, Ant. Yeah, I thought he was solid again. Um, steady six, to be honest. You know, thought he was thought he was really solid. I do think now he's probably first choice in that position is even mm. when Willis gets back as he's he's defending is is a lot better than what it was last season so yeah solid does say six solid six yeah six yeah yeah I do like him in that position actually yeah, ever, yeah. ever increasingly yeah uh Chris you got Bailey Wright uh yeah typical uh Bailey Wright performance I thought he, he won pretty much everything in the air pretty solid um Nelly scored an own goal gave us all a heart attack about <laughs> half an hour gone um but yeah solid um nothing spectacular didn't wasn't really tested for the first what fifty minutes, maybe a bit more than that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I've just got him as a six, pretty solid. Yeah, I, I've marked him down to a five because I've credited him with the mistake for that. It, for the, it could the have been him. It's either him or Flanagan, you know. The, yeah, it's one of the two, but a little bit the same, don't <laughs> it? With the dark air and obviously with the yeah light not being as great. It's um, yeah. Fleetwood's ground. So. Uh, so so speaking of Flanagan, then I've got I've got him and I've given him a six again, pretty solid. Uh, nothing spectacular, but that's not really what you want. What he's there for is to do anything spectacular. He's there to just be a nuisance and stop people getting past him and I think he did that um, pretty well today so he's, he gets a solid six uh, Amber back to you and it's Luca 9 uh, I was disappointed in 9 today again I don't think he's getting forward as much as what he has been this season um, he, a bar a really good cross in the first half um, which White or Graham couldn't get underneath just thought he was yeah defensively alright attacking wise not great so I've gone for a 5 with him I do think he's tired though. I think he's either carrying a knock or he's Played a bit too much football, to be honest, but yeah, five. Mm. He hasn't been given much of a rest. Uh, Chris, you yep. have him as a five as well, or anything too different from that? Um, uh, yeah, well, I had, him, I had him as a six. Just, um, I, mm. I, I just thought Standard. he didn't do anything wrong. He wasn't, he wasn't poor. Yeah. He was just, yeah. Yeah. Can we give him a markdown for the dive at the end? <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, yeah. <laughs> so sticking with you then, Chris, for, for the time being, Hume. Uh, yeah, I thought he started off bright. I thought everything um, in our first what half an hour, everything came down the left. Nothing went over to the right. Everything was mm. doing uh, our only outlet for the first twenty minutes. Looks like looked like Denver Hume. Everything was going to him. But as the game went on, he just got quieter and quieter. And then actually, I mean, he was pulled off at the end. But actually, for the for the last ten minutes before he got pulled off, he did look tired. He looked like he yeah. kind of. But he I, wasn't I think forward, was he? no. But I think I think half of that's because so much comes down our left that he, he actually gets through so much work. 
Um, mm. So I just had him as a six. Um, you know, not nothing spectacular. Didn't nothing. Didn't yeah. create anything, but didn't really do anything wrong either. Yeah, you could say that for for a lot of people. And one of those is is also Grant Ledbetter, who I've got, who I've gone for a six as well. Again, I think I think he needs a game or two out of the team because he is he was looking tired again towards the mm. end. But once again, didn't really do anything wrong. Didn't really do anything spectacular. Um, so yeah, so I look just a six for me. Um, Ant, back to you with Chris Maguire. Uh, I thought he was thought he was quiet. I thought again he he just it doesn't look fit for me. You know, it looks as if he's put a little bit of weight back on. Doesn't look anywhere near the player that was winning us football games last season. Um, never really noticed him doing anything of sorts. So I've gone for a five. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. So completing the midfield lineup, then Chris, you've got Scowen. Yeah, I, I actually first off I thought uh, Josh Scowen looked quite good. I thought he looked Agreed. really kind of lively, and and actually quite often he was the one who, um, when the likes of Ledbetter and the defence got the ball, he was the one who made the forward runs into the box. I mean, he had that penalty shout um, in the first half, which we talked about earlier, and that was because he broke from midfield. And um, he actually made a run into the box and somebody, um, I think it might have been Maguire or Ledbetter, actually found him with a, with a ball uh, along the deck for once. So, yeah, I, I'm a, again, I had him as a six, though, because um, nothing, he wasn't spectacular, but didn't do anything wrong. So, like much of the team, I had him as a six. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's almost copy and paste for, for pretty much everybody, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I've got Charlie Wyke and Charlie Wyke has actually got a six from me today. I think on Charlie Wyke benchmark, levels of performance it was actually not too bad for, for him he got on the goal he got on the on the score I, sheet I thought he was alright <laughs> he's on a different numbering system yeah he's on, yeah, he's on, he's on a different um, different system yeah uh, so yeah it's, it's a six I mean he, he, he did put himself about he scored the goal and he, he was you know it was good reactions to get him behind and, and actually get his head onto it it's a white six yeah. considering he got a three from me last week um, <laughs> I think that's a, a marked improvement considering I've marked harsh I've gone seven <laughs> Uh, I could, I can, uh, I can, well, I can allow good. a seven. I can allow a seven today, Ant. Today only, but yeah, I can just, allow a seven. Yeah, well. uh, You're finishing starting lineup then, Ant, with uh, with Danny Graham. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm I'm going off a quite a, a similar mark to what I've given nearly everybody in the team, and I've in fact I've actually gone a four. I just didn't think he was he was there at all. I didn't really re- notice him putting himself about. And and what I like about Danny Graham is he he makes quite intelligent runs as a striker, but I didn't see that from him today. I don't know if maybe he was under a bit of pressure because this was his chance, but it was a lot similar to Will Grigg against MK Dons where he's been given an opportunity and hasn't took it. So I've I'm, I've got like in between a four and a five, but since I'm marking harsh, we'll go a four. Yeah, I've got him as a I've got him as a five. Um, I, I'll just quickly uh, rattle the subs. So I think Griggs the only one who who had any sort of yeah, playing time so really. Bad. But uh, again, he didn't do all that much. Um, wasn't given an awful lot of time to do anything. So I've I've given him a six because you know he's had twenty minutes, not really done an awful lot. Uh, you know. yeah. Had the header, should have maybe yeah. done better. Yeah, scored, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, and then the other subs obviously are NAs because they, they didn't have enough time. Um, so just very quickly then, we're going to rate Phil Parkinson. I want a number and uh, no more than five words to sum up Phil Parkinson's performance. So Ant, you first. I've gone for a three. <laughs> Every five words were. Well, it was going to be, at least we've not been hammered. <laughs> oh, that's six. Uh, can't I'm going to say, that. get out of our club. Okay, go. fair enough. Christopher? Uh, I, I had him as a four. Um, so, you know, Went went to a team who actually, te- you know, they finished above us last season, and uh, we we were dominant first half, and um, we we tired, and he he should have done better in the second half, and mm. maybe yeah. again same same story points. as last week, I think. Yeah, exactly, definitely. Yeah. So that is that then. So optimists will say yeah. that a point 
away at Doncaster. You haven't marked him. What's your uh, mark? I, I, I was agreeing with Chris. So I before. So, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. So Optimist will say that a point away at Doncaster and another away at Fleetwood is actually uh, a decent set of results, but it also means that we're winless in five games and only got two wins of our last nine in all competitions. Uh, so just a final say uh, from you two. So Chris, is that good enough, basically? No, I've said it. I've said it on on podcasts over the last few weeks. Um, I just think it's a matter of time before Parkinson goes and surely it's going to be linked to the takeover. But we'll see. Yeah, mm. sooner, the, sooner the better for me. And Ant, you get the final word? Had we been playing, had we been informed coming into these two games, I would have probably took two draws. But since we got beat off MK Dons at home, since, you know, we haven't won with eleven with the opposition of 11 men on the pitch in probably about two months now, it isn't good enough. He's not good enough. And it just needs to stop. Simple as. Yeah, agreed. Right, so on, on that kind of broken record that we seem to be playing, that's uh, <laughs> that's it for, for today. So thanks to, to Ant and Chris uh, for your thoughts on the game. Uh, I've been Bomber, uh, your host for today. And um, I'm sure the guys will, uh, will go into it in a little bit more detail a little bit later in the week. Uh, so for now, thanks very much. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.